0: This is a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast.
1: He'll strive to win all nations on.
0: than snow now wash me Does thou see a
2: Welcome, good neighbors. You are listening to a Neighbors United in Christ Parish Worship Service, sponsored by the Lutheran Churches of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity. My name is Lauren Tague, and thanks today to Jim Howard and Debbie Tague, our musicians. Steve Helling, our reader and provider of the children's message. And our recording engineer is Brad Anderson. You are able to join us at NUIC podcast and at 8 a.m. each Sunday morning on WPCA Radio 93.1 FM and its live internet stream on www.wpcaradio.org. If you'd like to help sponsor these services or donate donate to our ministry, you can contact us by phone at 715-268-9577 or by mail at NUIC Parish, 1578, 85th Avenue, Amory, Wisconsin, and through our website at www.nuicparish.org. We want to thank WPCA for this broadcast. The church is anywhere people gather in Jesus' name. Even when we are not together in a church building, God continues to be present in the creative and intentional ways that we gather for worship. Therefore, wherever you are at this time worshiping in Jesus name, your present location is the church. You may want to lay a cloth before you, a candle and a cross. You might enjoy making a small worship space to enhance your at home worship experience. You may also want to have a Bible or Bibles for the kids in the home worship materials. As we begin worship, it is our desire to honor God and to open our hearts to the Spirit of God's love and presence, and so we begin with the invocation. Dedicating this hour in the presence and purposes of God, we worship together with God the Creator, Jesus our Savior, and the Spirit our breath of life. We'll continue with our confession of sin and absolution. God of goodness and mercy, help us as we open our hearts and confess our sins. We doubt your presence and activity in our lives when we are struggling, confused, or hurting. Sometimes we lack patience, assuming we know when and how all things should happen we forget that you are faithful in your promises to us. Other times, we forget how vast your love is for us. For each of your children that you have uniquely created with purpose, we are truly sorry and ask for your forgiveness. Help us to do what's right in the days ahead. Surround us and renew us with your grace. Amen. God is good and loves us unconditionally at all times and in all places. By grace, we have been saved in the name of Jesus. Our sins are forgiven. Amen. We'll now continue with the gathering songs. Children of the Heavenly
1: Father Safely in His bosom gather Nestling bird nor star in heaven Such a refuge it was given God his own doth and nourish In his holy courts they flourish From all evil things he spares them In his mighty arms he bears them Neither life nor death shall ever From the Lord his children sever Unto them his grace he shows. Sorrows, all he knoweth. Though he giveth, or he taketh, God his children ne'er forsaketh. his the loving purpose solely to preserve them pure and holy? For God so loved the world he gave his only son to die on calvary's tree from sin to set me free someday he's coming back what glory that will be wonderful his love for
2: Good neighbors, God bears us on eagle's wings and calls us home. Obey the word of God. We will honor God's covenant. We are God's treasured possession, a priestly kingdom, and a holy nation. Let us continue with the prayer of the day. Holy God, you made a covenant with the people of Israel that you would be their God and they would be your people. Teach us to obey your commands, that we may live in love and peace with you and our neighbors, amen. I encourage you now to share this sign of peace by blessing yourself or someone worshiping with you today. Beginning with a touch on the forehead and using the Trinity formula, blessed, be blessed, or I am blessed in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. As At this time, we will turn to the Holy Scriptures. And if you have a Bible with you, I invite you to turn with us and follow along with the Scripture readings. And Steve Helling, we will call up for that and for the children's sermon.
3: First reading is from Exodus chapter 19 verses 3 through 7, chapter 20 verses 1 through 7. Then Moses went up to God. The Lord called to him from the mountain saying, "Thus you shall say to the house of Jacob and tell the Israelites, you have seen what I did to the Egyptians and how I bore you on eagle's wings and brought you to myself. Now therefore, if you obey my voice and keep my covenant, you shall be my treasured possession out of all the peoples." Indeed, the whole earth is mine, but you shall be for me a priestly kingdom and a holy nation. These are the words that you shall speak to the Israelites. So Moses came, summoned the elders of the people, and set before them all these words that the Lord had commanded him. Then God spoke all these words. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of this house of slavery. You shall not have no other gods before me you shall not make for yourself an idol, whether in the form of anything that is in heaven above or that is on the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or worship them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing children for the iniquity of parents to the third and the fourth generation of those who reject me, but showing steadfast love to the thousandth generation of those who love me and keep my commandments. You shall not make wrongful use of the name of the Lord your God, for the Lord will not acquit anyone who misuses his name. Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath to the Lord your God. You shall not do any work. You, your son or your daughter, your male or female slave, your livestock or the alien resident in your towns. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, but rested the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and consecrated it. Honor your father and your mother so that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or male or female slave or ox or donkey or anything that belongs to your neighbor. Here ends the first reading. Good morning, young neighbors. I hope you're having fun this fall. The trees are beautiful and the air is crisp. Pretty soon you'll be raking leaves into a pile so you can jump in them. Remember last time we talked about a month ago, we, we discussed taking care of a puppy. What would happen if we let that puppy run free without a lead or any training? What would that be like? Would it be fun for you? Would it be fun for the puppy? This is why we agreed it was important for the puppy to have a lead so they could be safe. It is our responsibility to train the puppy with some rules that are good for everyone calling their names so they come back to us, making sure they don't chew our slippers. You and the puppy have specific roles to play. You have to be a kind master and give good guidance to the puppy. This is because you love him and want what's best for the puppy. Does the puppy sense that you love him? Of course he does. Does he also know when you're unhappy? The puppy knows that too. So, how does the puppy relate to us and God? Do you remember the Ten Commandments? Can you tell me some of them that you remember? Why do you think that these commandments were given to God's people? What would life be like if there were no rules and people could do whatever they wanted whenever they felt like it? Just think about it. God loves his people just like you love the puppy. He understood that he had to give guidance to the people so they can live together in peace and harmony. So let's, let's discuss a couple examples. Thou shall not steal. Now what would it be like if no matter what you have, another person can just come up and take it? And you could do the same to them. How well do you think this would work out? You shall not give false testimony about your neighbor. This is a fancy way of saying don't lie. What would it be like if no matter what anyone said, you could never depend on it being the truth? And you could do the same to them. Here's another one. Thou shalt not kill. Now this one's pretty obvious. What would it be like if people could just kill each other for no reason and have no penalty for it? Now that's a world I wouldn't want to live in there is one more we will talk about. It's the first commandment. You shall have no other gods before me. What do you think that means? God loves us unconditionally no matter what and he is a jealous God. He loves us, but he also expects us to follow some of his instructions. If we believe in him and follow his guidance, he will bless us. God knows that there are some rules that need to be followed so we can live safely, in peace with each other, and have a blessed life. That is God's promise to us. It doesn't mean that tough things will never happen in our lives. He gives us good instructions on how to handle it. So let's get back to our puppy. Who represents God? You do because you love the puppy and there are some rules that need to be followed so all are happy. The puppy needs to have some rules so they know how to act. We are the puppy. We're not really dogs, but you know what I mean. God loves us very much and wants the very best for us. If we follow his guidance, he will take care of us. Let's fold our hands and bow our heads for a short prayer. Dear God, thank you for loving us no matter what, even when we make mistakes. Thank you for giving us the Bible and the Ten Commandments. Help us to understand your guidance so we can set a good example to others who don't know you yet. In your name we pray. Amen. Have a blessed week. The Holy Holy Gospel according to Matthew 5, 17. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have come not to abolish but to fulfill. Here ends the Gospel.
1: Under his wings I'm safely abiding Though the night deepens and tempests are wild still I can trust him I know he will keep me He has redeemed me and I Under His wings, under His wings, who from His love can sever? Under His wings, my soul shall abide, safely abide forever. Under. How the heart is yeah. Enjoyment There will I hide Till life's trials Are o'er Sheltered Protected No evil
2: Reading from the narrative where we get our text for the day, I'd like to share what they shared in writing for the preaching theme. The main idea is the Ten Commandments are a covenant between God and God's people, given in love by a God who wants what's best for God's people. Too often we read the Ten Commandments as a rule book, a set of laws God pronounced upon God's people to tame us and to keep us in line. But this is a limited perspective and it fails to honor the entirety of God's gift here. These are not just commands. This entire exchange is a covenant between God and God's people. It begins with an account of what God has already done to earn the people's trust and respect. God freed the people from centuries of enslavement. In return, God asks that the people respect God and reject the gods of Egypt. Loyalty is a small ask from a God who has shown utmost loyalty to Israel. The following commandments are also pleased to act and behave in ways that honor God and respect God's people. Even the scary first commandment, I am a jealous God, punishing people to the third and fourth generation, comes with an even greater return on investment, but showing steadfast love to the thousandth generation. God's punishment is a description, not a prescription. Anyone who suffered abuse at the hands of a parent knows the scars do last for generations. God's promise is that God's blessings can last a thousand generations when people choose faith over fear and selflessness over selfishness. God's commandments continue to build a community that is just and sustainable. Even the slaves, livestock, and land were given reprieve from work. An overtaxed society could not sustain judgment, peace, or equity. God's commandments were for the benefit of God's people and a solidification of God's covenant with God's people. This was a two-way street. The people would behave for the better of society and of God, and God would continue to act in the people's best interests. God's commandments were a gift to a weary, lost people who needed assurance from a God who had their back. As I share these 10 commandments in confirmation class, I always try to tell the young people, take that preface, I am the Lord your God, and put it before every commandment. I am the Lord your God, therefore, you shall have no other gods before me. Or I am the Lord your God, therefore, you should not kill or commit adultery, I am the Lord your God, you should not bear false witness. All those things speak about who God is in relationship to us. And especially the first three commandments, we see how we are to act towards God. The other six are not lesser commandments, but it talks about God's way of helping us to deal with each other in respect for this God who loves us all. These four folks, who have been enslaved so many years are now out in a wilderness not knowing what is next. They know they're headed to a promised land, but they don't know what that promised land even looks like. It's just a distant memory of their ancestors. What does it mean for them? What kind of obstacles will be there? They've already crossed the Red Sea with the Egyptian army right behind them, and now they face an unknown world ahead of them. They had dealt with gods of Egypt, and Egypt was a powerful nation. So many probably felt that God or their gods were maybe more powerful than this Yahweh, the God that Moses was telling them about. We need to remember that God wants us and wanted them to understand that he was their God, and he was the only God. But that was gonna be a tough lesson for these people who were struggling, and so we hear the first commandment, thou shalt have no other gods before me. I find today, we, we struggle with that commandment. I was with a pastor friend recently, and as we were talking, and we spent about two hours in the car, uh, talking about gods of other religions and stuff. And, and, and some of it almost sound like universalism, that God comes in many names and many forms. And I, I have to admit, I was a little concerned and had a lot of questions for him. Because as I understand the scriptures, it talks about Jesus being the only way, the truth and the life. But at the same point, God has chosen to work in ways that I don't understand a lot of times. And so I need to keep hearing and listening. But I know one thing is sure, that first commandment still needs to be there for us and in our understanding and it's the undergirding of where we go from there. We also struggle in this country today where nationalism becomes a God for us. We start thinking that we have been blessed because we deserve, or that we are the greatest nation on earth here in America. But we forget like the Israelites did that we were blessed to be a blessing to the others and to the world. We see it in the Old Testament with Jonah, who has to go to that Nineveh, that great city that he hated but that God loved, that God wanted to bring redemption, that God wanted to have repentance for them and would give them every last chance he could. So Jonah runs and then he ends up having to go there and then he complains when the people repent. He said, I knew you'd do that, God, because he still was loving Israel more than what it was to love the world. And in the last verses, it speaks about Jonah, where God says to him, but Jonah, shouldn't I be concerned about 200 or 300,000 people who don't know their left hand from their right, meaning young kids? And that's where the story ends. But that's where it should start for us to remember, we are to be a blessing. Second commandment was respect for God, holding things holy and showing the dignity of God, respecting who God is, how he loves and cares for the world and not treating him as dirt or using his name in vain or using it to curse others. Don't we honor God when we love others? Don't we show God respect when we care for others and we use His name in respectful, deserving ways. The third commandment is trust God, or remember the Sabbath day, which is a way of trusting God to take care of us, to understand that we can work seven days a week and do all we can, and God's people can work six days a week, take a day off, and just rest because they know God will take care of them the other six days. Sometimes we forget that. And it's not just a law of saying you need to rest, but it's a a way of celebrating life itself. And so then we go to the fourth through 10th commandments. It's um, how we treat each other because it matters to God how we treat each other, to develop community, to learn to be dependent on each other, dependent on God. Brian Sternberg was a pole vaulter. He was a world champion at the age of 18. He was quite, well obviously he was quite good and he felt like he owned the world. He was on top of the world and on top of the pole vaulting world anyway. But then one day he was practicing on a trampoline and he made a mistake and he landed on his neck and back and was paralyzed. His first thought was, God, I want to die. But his girlfriend and Christian girlfriend and parents and others took care of him, got him to a hospital and they they loved him and cared and made sure that he was had all his needs met. A few years later, he was speaking to a group of high school and college athletes and saying, in some ways, That was the best thing that ever happened to me because i had learned to be independent thinking i didn't need anyone for anything it was just me now i have to be dependent on every other person for everything i need and most of all i learned to be dependent on god that's what community is about is learning how to depend on each other not just when accidents happen but in all of our daily comings and goings, learning to trust and to build trust and depend on each other. And is that what we hear from the church today? Is that what we hear from our culture today? So much of what we deal with is anger and bitterness when something doesn't go our way and we don't like having consequences that might be tough the Israelites were having freedom but they had to learn how to depend they had to learn how that it was costly to be free and it was a faith that was going to lead them into the unknown and is that, isn't that important for us today too as we go about our journey and journey to the promised land if you will for us I've told this story many times because it helped me so much understand faith. Gerhard Frost talked about it. He talked about getting in his car at night. He can't see where his destination is. It's five, ten miles down the road. He could freeze and say, I am not going to go until I see that destination. But he doesn't. He turns the car key on and turns on the light. But the light still doesn't go to the destination. It only goes a 100 yards in front of him. What do I do? I don't know all the way and all the curves and all the hills and everything else that's coming. Again, I could freeze and not go anywhere until I knew where that destination was and I could see it. But faith is where you put it into gear and you get going. And lo and behold, the lights show about a hundred yards ahead of you as you go down. And all of a sudden there's that curve and you turn around the curve. There's that hill and you go up the hill and over this. Su- and every all the while you don't see your final destination until you get there. Faith is like that. It gives us enough to move forward. We don't always know where it's going to be the destination. We have a goal, we have all that in mind, but we don't see it clearly. It is just that light that helps us take the next step, to take the next curve until we arrive. That's a little scary for people. It's a little scary for all of us. And what we're hearing in our church and in our world today, and especially our church where we hear from folks who talk about the prosperity gospel where they speak about being secure that you should prosper that you will have a stable life it'll be a comfortable life it'll be independent life you can do whatever you want because you'll be financially stable you'll prosper that's what God wants for you there is a kernel of truth in it but it's definitely not the whole truth In fact, Jesus turned to his disciples and said, and does this make you want to be a Christian? When Jesus says, if they persecuted me, they will persecute you. Thomas looked at him when he said, I am the way, the truth and life. He said, but I don't know the way. And Jesus says, I am the way you follow me. So you don't get to see the final destination you don't get to see what life is going to be all about there's an uncertainty and most of all there's a dependence on God and so we see many people who are saying we'd rather take the God of prosperity than the God who will always be there for us in the midst of struggle in the midst of uncertainty but we can always be certain of God's love we can always be certain of God's promise to care, to be with us, to feel with us, to hurt with us, and to love with us, and to celebrate with us. But it's not always easy. In fact, it can be hard. I quite frankly want to hear Jesus's words to help me in my life and how I face my future. I would hope that you would too that you would hear the words, I am the Lord your God. Don't have any other gods before me. I am the Lord your God, respect me. Don't take my name in vain. I am the Lord your God. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. It's a day to trust and to celebrate. And then the ways that we treat each other, I am the Lord your God, do not steal. I am the Lord your God, do not kill. I am the Lord your God, do not commit adultery. I am the Lord your God, do not covet. I am the Lord your God. Don't bear false witness, don't lie to your neighbor. Learn to be dependent on each other because you trust each other and care for each other as God cares and trusts in you. And most of all, when we hurt and when we struggle, Help us to rest in God's unchanging love and grace. Always there, always there for you and for the world. Amen. Long- continue with the prayers of the Church. Confident in the promises of our covenant God, we pray for the Church, the world, and all those in need. God of the covenant, you gave your people the gift of the Ten Commandments so that they might live with order and have long and happy lives. Accept our gratitude for your guidance in our lives, God of promise. Your creation, thrives because of the laws you have created that govern the universe. Help us to treat your creation with the respect it deserves. God a promise. Your creation thrives because of the laws you have given us. You also allowed your children to determine how they will govern. Inspire all the world's leaders to strive for justice and mercy following your ways. God a promise. We do not understand why some people seem to suffer so much, but we trust that you are in the midst of their suffering. Tend to all who need healing in body, mind, and spirit. And especially remember today, Arlene Johnson, Craig Olson, Jeanette Helling, Jean Heusinko, Rachel and Derek Helling, Kelsey Zamuda, Pat and the Seal Trof, Christina Burgett, Helen Erickson, Gary Fredrickson, Randy Godlin, Rachel Seacrest, Julie Dubois, Jim Wade, Scott Morgan, Matt Krarup, Lee and Maury Nicholson, Dave Christensen, Helen Jorgensen, Torian Silty, Shirley and Dixie Taig, Ida Martinson, Edna Henriksen, Richard Ruse, Shirley Lentz, and Clara Garish. A God of promise, remember them. Your word is just, yet we have too often corrupted it, so that our, your children in every corner of the earth suffer from poverty, sickness, homelessness, exile, torment, or slavery. Make us vessels for your deliverance, that you will Your will may be done on earth as it is in heaven, God of promise. We remember with joy and thanksgiving all your beloved saints who have lived by your good commandments. May we strive to follow in their footsteps until we are reunited with them in the end of all things, God of promise. Trusting in your grace and mercy, we lift these prayers to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Lord,
0: listen to your
2: and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. We'd like to take the offering at this point. And as people of faith, we are called to continue strengthening the ministry of the church. Even when we are physically distant, we invite you to prayerfully consider making a donation to our parish, your home congregation, the synod, or somewhere else for the work of the body of Christ is being done to love and serve our neighbors. We know about the Florida hurricanes and other places where there have been natural disasters. We'd like you to consider that along with all the other places that you give. Glorious and holy God, bless these tithes and offerings we have given for the sake of the kingdom. Let the grace and generosity of the Father be the light that guides us the compassion of the Son to be the love that inspires us, and the presence of the Holy Spirit to be the power that moves us. Called to walk as the body of Christ, let us abide with one another in peace. Thanks be to God. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you a favor and grant you peace. Amen.
1: Great is thy faithfulness, O God my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not thy compassions, they fail not. As thou hast been, thou forever will be. Great is thy faithfulness. faithfulness grace through. So...
0: yeah Yeah.
3: Thank you for listening to a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Our podcast is supported by our three congregations of Duranda, Little Falls, and Trinity Lutheran Churches, our small-town churches in neighbor Wisconsin. If you feel so moved to donate, please visit us online at nuicparish.org. That's nuicparish.org. Until next time.
1: take